0: what's going on man welcome back to the basement Amron. it's wednesday which means waivers roll through this morning and it's time to make some moves before games kick off on thursday now this is usually a must buy and sell trade target video we did it last week you guys enjoyed it but i gotta be honest i sat down to find some trade targets for you guys and i had too many so we're gonna divide it up into a buy video and a sell video this is going to be our buy video so today on this video we're going to go through my top six must-buy trade targets for week four of the fantasy football season. With all that being said, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like if you enjoy. Let's go. Now, we are back on the mic today. I believe the audio quality should be much better than it was yesterday. At least I hope it is. But our first trade target. Now, this is going to be geared towards like half PPR and PPR leagues, but trade targets are kind of universal here. And there's not really an overall theme for these trade targets, just guys that I think are probably a little bit overvalued right now in fantasy football. First up, we have Jameer Gibbs. Now, Jameer Gibbs was supposed to be in a smash spot last week. He's at home versus the Falcons. David Montgomery is out, and he gives you just 9.2 PPR points. He gives you just a RB 32 points per game on the entire season I have to assume that a lot of Gibbs owners out there who drafted him 302 you know I I even heard some stories of 211s and 212s they're probably not that happy with it David Montgomery could be back this week he could be back next week at the latest it seems they could be panicking now what I would say to that is you didn't draft Jameer Gibbs for his early season scoring the whole thesis was that he's a rookie he's going to get acclimated to the NFL and then from midseason on he should be an absolute stud and I still feel that way now this past week he saw 17 rushes two targets 19 opportunities he looked good in the rushing game he had 80 rushing yards and while we didn't get the receiving work that we want from Jameer Gibbs right he came off of a week where I believe he had nine targets in week two we wanted more in the receiving game but I imagine that the receiving game work wasn't there because they gave him 17 carries and they don't have David Montgomery to take those carries up the middle and they don't want to give 25 touches or 25 opportunities to Jameer Gibbs. So I would just be thankful that he got 19 opportunities. I would also say that the Falcons put up only six points and the Lions had the lead the entire time. So it wasn't really a game script for Gibbs to catch many passes. And Those grinder touches that he had, right, 17 rushes, we don't want that. We actually sort of want David Montgomery to come back and take those between-the-tackles rushes so that Jameer Gibbs can have more of a 9-12 to carry, 5-8 to target type of stat line, which I think will be in his cards once Montgomery comes back and in more competitive game scripts, especially these next two games he has. I believe he has the Packers and then he has the Panthers, who this is a uh, courtesy of J.J. Zacharyson. He has a data dump that he drops every week and you can see in terms of target share allowed, Green Bay is allowing the second highest target share allowed to running backs. Carolina, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and like the eleventh most. Carolina, so two plus pass catching running back matchups coming up here. I wouldn't be all that scared of Montgomery coming back if you have a buy low opportunity present. Definitely take a look at it now. For these buy videos and just for these trade target videos we're going to be using Fantasy Calc. You can just type in fantasycalc.com. I'll maybe put a link down below, but it's very straightforward. It's called Fantasy Calc, fantasycalc.com. And what it does is just takes in a bunch. I mean, we can look at it right here, but it takes into account, we generate trade values insights automatically. It pretty much just reviews hundreds of thousands of real trades. We're constantly scraping new trades from multiple fantasy sites. They're taking into account multiple, multiple trades from multiple, multiple fantasy sites. So, that's why we're using this we're going to use the redraft tra- trade calculator here uh one qb leagues 12 team league half ppr or full ppr we're going to go down to just two for two for ones or one for ones here just to make things more simple and then we'll type in jameer gibbs and we will get real trades from real leagues in here to sort of give you an idea of what you can get jameer gibbs for right now and first up i absolutely love this one if you can take jerome ford and sam laporta 100 do that if you can take i mean some of these aren't great i, I mean i would take McLaurin for Gibbs all day long, though I don't know that that's actually out there. If you can somehow turn Jerome Ford into Jameer Gibbs in any way, I would do that all day long. What else kind of sticks out? I mean, Najee Harris for Gibbs. I don't think that's on the table, but I would do that all day. I saw some other ones earlier. I actually don't. I don't hate this Javante Nico Collins one. There's Michael Gallup, DJ Moore isn't bad either. If you can do kind of like a two for one in this sort of range. I definitely would. Now, there was one with DJ Moore that I feel like I saw earlier that I'm not finding. Oh, yeah, this DJ Moore Gallup one. I don't think that that's really on the table. Not for Gallup, but if you can take DJ Moore and add another piece and get the Gibbs, I would do that uh, 100%. Like, maybe a Zach Moss. Somebody needs, like, a, an early season fill-in. I think that might be on the table. Now, moving on. Now, I'll, I'll also say, man, there's so many people in the comments who are like, dude, this trade's never happening in my league. I also want to make this thing, th- this one thing clear for a second. I can't have trades that are realistic for everybody i'm just telling you prices that i would accept that and if your league is stubborn with trades or you think that you need to offer more for trades to get accepted then don't do it like the goal of the trade is not to get the trade to be accepted it's to extract value and if your league is set up in a way and it's just the tendencies of the owners where you can't get a trade done unless if you are losing or paying sticker price every single time, then just don't make trades. I think there's also something to be said where if you're 3-0 and out there or 2-1 and your league is super stubborn when it comes to trades, if your team's looking nice, you can just sit on your hands and not make trades. Like You don't have to make any trades. This is really just for teams that are either looking to get ahead, uh, maybe their league makes a lot of transactions and there's just trades to be had out there, but it's going to be impossible for me to make trades or scenarios that are going to work for everybody. These are just actual trades that have happened, so I think that they are the most actionable examples we have Uh, out there. Now, moving on, we have Calvin Ridley uh, as my next buy low trade target here. And I would just buy low, honestly, on the entire Jaguars offense at this point. The Jaguars offense has really been struggling the last two weeks here. And I think that it's just a rough patch where despite looking pretty awful out there, Trevor Lawrence, in terms of film right now, looks really good. We're Per PFF, he has the second-highest passing grade right now. He also has 99.6 grade on his deep passes, the highest in the NFL. 72.1 grade when pressured. It ranks fourth. On tape and on camera and on film, Trevor Lawrence has looked good. We know Trevor Lawrence is good. We saw last year this offense was good. Week one this offense was good. I just wouldn't freak out just yet on this Jaguars team. I think better days are to come here. They also lead the NFL in drops, which drops aren't really all that sticky. And it's now trickled down to Calvin Ridley, where it's affecting his production, this kind of offensive hiccup here. But week one, he had 11 targets, 24 PPR points. Then he had 5.2 points, and he had 7 points over these last two weeks. I would buy low. We know Calvin Ridley's a talented player. We saw what the ceiling could be in week one. There's a frustrated manager out there. I would buy all day. Again, I I just can't see a world where this offense struggles the entire season. And when we look at trades that have happened for Calvin Ridley, you'd honestly be shocked. He's trading pretty, pretty cheaply. Now, I'll say pretty much when I make these videos, I just have a long list of buy and sell targets that i'm looking at i'm like oh maybe he'd be good and then i actually check this trade database ahead of time and just kind of see what they're trading at because i could be like oh calvin Ridley's a huge buy and then i go check the trade logs and it's like oh so people there's not really a discount but when you see here there's very much a discount tank dell and kittle all day for ridley pacheco and godwin all day for ridley uh what else is really sticking out here i would do this brian robinson for calvin Ridley all day I don't know that Damian Pierce for Ridley is on the is on the table but if it is I would do that all day. Uh, I think I would do a deal that's like moster for Ridley straight up as well. It doesn't seem too too crazy for me if you have running back depth. Now the next player we'll talk about our third must buy trade target here is going to be Aaron Jones. Now he's not really the reason I have him as a buy low is because I think that he's sort of been out of sight out of mind here the last couple of weeks uh, just because he's been hurt since week one but the reason I'm buying in is for a couple reasons. One of them is that this Packers offense is really good. They have the six best EPA per play, expected points added, just on a given drive how many points are you expected to score. They exceed that by a lot. They are very efficient. They're sustaining drives. They're scoring touchdowns. Jordan Love looks amazing. And that's really exciting for Aaron Jones because part of the turnoff was is just Aaron Rodgers leaves this offense. What are we left with? And what it's been has been amazing, even though they're two best – Two, I would say two best-skill-position players in Christian Watson and Aaron Jones haven't even been active. So there, there just seems like there's this next ceiling on this offense as well. And on top of that, what I really love is that the two biggest holdups with Aaron Jones, well, three, one being age. He showed in week one that he's an absolute monster, so there's no reason to really be concerned about the age. The two other concerns were rodgers offense, that's fine, and then splitting work with A.J. Dillon. But I think that we have an interesting spot here where A.J. Dillon has been so bad this year. I don't know what it is with him but he's been awful. Like we're talking under four yards per carry in all three of the games. He hasn't even hit 10 plus PPR points. So for what was a 50-50 split down the middle last season, I could easily see this tilting towards Jones once he's fully healthy from this hamstring injury. And we see like a 60-40 split or a 65-35 split. It really wouldn't shock me. I know this is crazy to say. It really wouldn't shock me if Aaron Jones had one of his best seasons, like a vintage Aaron Jones season coming back from this injury I am all over him if there's somebody in your league that I mean maybe they've been holding on to Aaron Jones or a little bit desperate for something else I know maybe this deal should have been something that happened last week trading for Aaron Jones right because he's probably going to be playing this week but I would just kick the tires see what's out there because I do think Aaron Jones to me is going to be a back end RB1 rest of season at the absolute worst here and we look at trades that have happened on fantasy calc here we have Alexander Madison and That's a little bit steep, but I think I would pull the trigger on that. If I could do Derrick Henry for Aaron Jones in a piece, I think I would do that all day long. Is there anything else that sticks out here? Oh, yeah, we have a Kyron Williams deal that I sort of circled earlier. If you can do... Yeah, if you can do... I mean, I don't think you're going to do Gallup, but I think you can do Kyron in a small piece and get Aaron Jones as well. Tank Dell and David Montgomery, I would do that all day. Uh, I think Mostert gets close. Between Mostert and Aaron Jones, it's close. I think I would lean Aaron Jones side there, though. Anything else stick out here? No, I already said the tank Dell injury. Yeah, everything else a little bit more steep. Like, I'm not paying A.J. Browns or C.D. Lambs or Chris Lobbies to get to, to Aaron Jones, but I feel like we went through some reasonable options here. Now, the next guy we'll talk through as another running back by candidate is going to be Damian Pierce. He's a guy that we loved going into the season. Kind of had a disappointing start so far, right? He's like the RB... 34 in points per game you drafted him to be much much better than that but what we can say is that he is the rb 22 in expected points per game now expected points per game is just based on your carries your red zone opportunities your targets your A dot. how many points should you be putting up he should be a low-end rb2 instead he's a low-end rb3 right now and there's some things to sort of like moving forward here where this texans offense is much better than expected. CJ Stroud is absolutely dealing. They're sustaining drives. They're scoring points. They're winning games. That's all massive when this offense was expected to be an absolute dumpster fire. And then we also have the offensive line, which has been absolutely brutal for Damian Pierce. You have Laramie Tunsil out, Titus Howard out, uh, Juice Gruggs, who I think was like one of their rookies, Kenyon Green. Bunch of guys in their offensive line is hurt. Laramie Tunstall doesn't seem think like he's going to play this week, but I would imagine he plays next week. You have guys that to come out of the IR in week 5 here next week. This offensive line is going to get healthier. And then on top of that, you have a backfield that was very annoying early on that was a three-headed backfield, right? If you look at the week one snap percentage, you have Singletary at 21%, Mike Boone at 31%, Damian Pierce at 49%. But if you... Fast forward to week three, you have Damien Pierce at 54%, Devin Singletary at 39%, and then you just have Mike Boone at 7%. So instead of it being like a three-way split where everyone has 20% or more, you are now at pretty much a two-way split that I imagine Mike Boone gets phased out as we go here. Damien Pierce has upside to eat into some, some of Devin Singletary's work, and even if he doesn't two-headed consolidation is much better than three and Damian Pierce is averaging 16 opportunities per game so he's getting fed his the volume is there the offense is good the offensive line should be getting better Damian Pierce if you need a running back I think that he's a great trade target right now he's not going for all that expensive a price either if you look here I mean, I don't think that this is on the table. Like, I don't even think that Teagans is a sell. But if you can somehow turn Teagans into Pierce and Metcalf, I would do that. If you can turn Hopkins into Damian Pierce, I would do that. If you can turn, I don't think you can do Jacoby for Pierce in London. But if you can turn Jacoby Myers into Damian Pierce, uh, I would do that as well. Terry McLaurin, I would do that as well. Uh, I would do Najee for Pierce straight up as well. I think that there's a Marquise Brown one that I'm looking for. I would do Marquise Brown for Damian Pierce straight up. I think that's about it in terms of... I don't think you can do Romeo Dobbs for Pierce. But if that's on the table, definitely see if that's out there. Uh, is there anything else that sticks out here? Not really. Again, like if it takes you an ETN or an Eckler to get to Pierce, um, I'm chilling on that. Uh, again, you, you want to make sure it's the right price. And if the right price isn't available in your league, it's not a big deal, man. These aren't guys that you like... You don't have to drop everything to acquire these guys. I'm just saying you should kick the tires on them and just see... What's going on? Which brings us into our fifth trade target here. He was mentioned on last week's episode, so I don't want to go too, too deep on him. But pause. Uh, we have Jalen Waddle. Uh, we know what Waddle is capable of. He had 18 points per game in his games with Tua uh, last season, even though Tyreek Hill is at like 23 points per game. 18 points per game right now would be sweet. Like, that's top. Seven or eight fantasy points per game at wide receiver, and there's plenty, plenty of food to be eaten in this Miami offense, where they are the best EPA per play offense, they are the most passing yards offense, they are the highest rushing yard offense, they have the most points scored by a mile. All of this creates an environment where, yes, Tyreek Hill takes up a ton, but there is plenty to go around. Jalen Waddle in this environment would absolutely crush. Points are coming for him. If there's a if there's a frustrated manager with Jalen Waddle who's losing games who's done with Jalen Waddle who's done seeing Tyree Kill and A-Chain and all those guys score points go kick the tires on Jalen Waddle because you'd be surprised he is actually trading for pretty cheap on Fantasy Calc right now where if we look here we have some juicy deals I wouldn't do that top one I wouldn't really do I mean I would do digs for Walker and Waddle but I don't really think that's all that realistic I mean I don't think you're getting a plus on top but if you could do Kyron Williams for Jalen Waddle straight up I would actually do that all day as much as I love DeAndre Swift I would do DeAndre Swift for Waddle as much as I love Jameer Gibbs I would do Waddle and Mixon for him but I don't think that that's really on the table fellas what else oh Najee for Waddle all day long if you take Michael Pittman and a Justice Hill or a Zach Moss or a Matt Breda and turn that into Waddle all day long again Kyron for Waddle uh, I don't think Garrett Wilson for Waddle's on the table, but if you can, I would. If you could turn Zay Flowers and a Jerome Ford, uh, I would do that for Waddle. All of these look decent. I, I, Nico Collins and Raheem Oster gets really close to me, but I think I still would prefer Waddle. That one's very close, though, I will say. Now, moving on from that, we have our last trade target of this video. Another repeat. We have... Josh Jacobs now I hate to list the same player twice in a row but both of these players are still great buys we have Josh Jacobs here these are his 2022 game logs here where you can see he started slow in the same way last year where through three weeks Josh Jacobs was nothing and then he comes out 30-point bomb, 30-point bomb, bye week, 30-point bomb. Like, he just went absolutely crazy. I'm not saying the exact same thing's going to happen here. I'm not predicting a 30-point bomb. I don't know why I keep saying that for Josh Jacobs here. But things will get better. All right, when we look at expected points per game, which, again, is just based on your carries, your targets, your red zone touches – He has the same volume as McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. He's sandwiched between them at 17.7. He was in that 17 expected points per game range last year. It just so happens that he's underperforming that by minus 7.7. Nobody else is underperforming their points like that besides Alexander Madison in this screenshot, and I think that speaks volumes. We know Josh Jacobs is not on Alexander Madison level. Running back, he's going to get better. He's the RB7 in expected points per game, or the RB8 in expected points per game, but he's the RB31 in points per game. That is going to even out. He's going to be an RB1 this season. It's a super condensed offense as well, where it's just Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and that's it. It's the perfect setup for all of them to get home. I think better days are ahead for Josh Jacobs. And the prices you can get on Josh Jacobs right now are pretty juicy. They are pretty juicy. If we check out Fantasy Calc here, you can buy him for Addison and Matt Breda all day, Tutu Atwell and Sam Laporta all day. Raheem Mostert or Josh Jacobs rest of season I think I would want a plus on top if I sold Raheem Mostert for him but I would do that Drone Ford in a piece all day Stroud and Pacheco all day Kamara for Jacobs I would I think it gets close between Jacobs Jacobs and Aaron Jones to me are very similar you could talk me into Jacobs over DeAndre Swift here but I think you can get better like Jalen Warren and Gainwell like that's just absolutely insane this is actually a fair price that I think I wouldn't pay for Jacobs Moss and Sutton like that's just ridiculous that would be Jacobs all day for me I don't like selling Devontae Adams, but I actually don't hate this at all. Selling Devontae Adams for like a, a big wide receiver piece and a Jacobs. I mean, Gabe Davis for Josh Jacobs. What the hell are we doing here? Uh, Kyron Williams and Lockett's close. Rashad White in London. I would sell that all day for Josh Jacobs. Puka Nakua for Josh Jacobs. I think I would. I think I would, but that's very close. Uh, anything else stand out here? I Alexander Madison, Christian Kirk, I would do that. All day long. Now you can see, like like Rashad White, James Conner, I would do those as well. Uh, Ford and Thielen, I would do that all day long. That's actually a masterclass here. Same thing with Jacoby Myers and James Conner. So you guys are seeing he's trading a lot. He's trading for reasonable prices. I don't know if that's not available in your league because you have a savvy owner who has Josh Jacobs and isn't worried. More power to you. But I think that there's some leagues out there where you can have Josh Jacobs for the cheap. Now that is going to do it for us today, or just for this video. I think I might post two videos today. We'll see the sell the sell part of this video will be out either later tonight or it'll be out Thursday morning. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Also, I will be doing my rest-of-season rankings update as soon as I upload this video. I'm going to be working on that here. So if you want to know how exactly I'm valuing players rest-of-season, you know, where do I have Josh Jacobs' rest-of-season, or do I have Waddle rest-of-season, that will all be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. You get my rest-of-season rankings. You get my weekly rankings. You get my start sit streams every Sunday morning. You get my waiver-wire article every week. You get a bunch of stuff on there. It's an amazing time. Make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. I'll link in the description. Comment section down below. But if you can't support there, just leave a like, subscribe. And I will see you guys in the next one. Oh, I my body like